الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا انك انت الحكيم. There's a bit of confusion beginning it's supposed to be an event that was supposed to occur today that you guys are aware of uh, but due to some miscommunication between them they've postponed that. So inshallah we'll continue our dust today. Last week we stopped at the chapter known as Al-Khiyat We mentioned a story that occurred to one of the brothers And uh, we said, we asked is, Does this person have the right to return it? Return uh, the product, yes or no? So the story goes as The brother, he bought a car Off another brother um, let's just say for about $5,000. And he guaranteed him that the car would be working fine. No engine problems, no problems whatsoever. After he bought the car, all right, he decided to test it by traveling to a nearby city, about two hours away. The car went to that nearby city two hours away, stayed there for a couple days and came back. As soon as he arrived in the new city, the car stopped working. It stopped in the middle of nowhere. Then when it was diagnosed, it had a serious problem. I don't recall what problem it had, but it costed almost half the price of the car to buy that new part. And maybe a fourth of the car to buy a used one. This is maybe two to three weeks after he bought the car. That person, is he allowed to return the car and get his money back? Or does he have to settle with Adama because he bought it? He already bought it, khalas, everything's on him. Well, inshallah, in this chapter we will learn something called al-khiyal. Al-khiyal basically means, all right, having the choice to continue the contract or terminating it, all right? Continue the, con the, I mean, continue to, the choice to continue the contract or terminate it, all right? And there's three different types that the author mentions and it could go all the way up to seven different types, all right? Here he says, here he mentions the first type of khiyal. It's called khiyal al-majlis. It's the most famous type of khiyal. Al-khiyal meaning you can choose to continue with the contract or you can choose to terminate it. All right, there are three different types that the author mentions. The first type is khiyal al-majlis. Khiyal al-majlis meaning, all right, khiyal al-majlis. Remember we said something called al-khiyal. There's different types. The first type is called khiyal al-majlis. Khiyar al-Majlis is when you're at the table to buy a product and do you have the choice to leave right away or because you started negotiating you have to continue alright you can go and leave right away okay you can go and leave right away the Prophet ﷺ, he says famous hadith narrated by Bukhari Muslim alright the, the, the buyer and the seller they have a choice to leave, 
All right, they have a choice to either continue the contract or terminate it, as long as they do not depart ways. What does this mean? In nowadays, all right, if you check out on the counter, for example, let's say you check out, you buy it, you get a receipt. But right then and there, are you allowed to return that product? You're not allowed. You're not allowed to return that product unless there's a condition that was stated clearly in the contract. But if there's no condition, it happened. You, you know, swiping that credit card or nowadays you put it in the chip, you're inserting that chip, that denotes you departing and you agreeing to the contract, even if you didn't verbally say anything according to the correct opinion. We discussed that in our last class, all right? But let's say you're at a table, for example, you're buying, you're buying a car, and then you, you, know, you develop a good relationship with the, with the seller, and then you decide not to buy it. You decide, you know what, I'm not feeling, I'm out. Are you allowed to do this? Even though you gave the seller some hope that you'd be interested in buying it. You're very close, but then at the last minute you backed out. Are you allowed to do this? Yes, you're allowed to do it because the contract wasn't fully signed. Now, the contract, after it's signed, how about this? The scenario where the contract is signed, but you did not leave. And you signed the contract, but you didn't leave the actual area of signing the contract. You guys with me? Does that... Does that terminate the contract if you want to terminate? Like if you say, oh, khalas, I don't want the card anymore, but you signed it. All right, where do we know? This goes back to something called al-urf. Al-urf means going back to the customs of the people. So in our customs, once you put in that signature, khalas, it's a contract. It's over, all right? That's why signatures are dangerous. But as long as you don't write, you don't write a signature, Back in the day, they didn't used to have signatures. That's why they mentioned this issue. All right? As long as you don't put the signature, you're still what? You're still present. You have the choice to leave. All right? So, Khiyar al-Majlis, all right, that is basically you're in the area of signing the contract. Now, And then he mentions the second type of al-Khiyar. It's very important. This is basically what we call a warranty. It's called Khiyar al-Sharq. Khiyar al-Shart meaning that you have the choice, all right, to follow a condition that was made by the seller or the buyer and was agreed by both of them. So for example, you say, all right, I'm gonna sell you this car and you have three days to return it if you don't like it. After the three days, lost. You know, the contract is done. You can't return it. Can you do this? Yes, you can. The issue here is, are you allowed to do it over three days or not? All right, 30 days, 60 days, are you allowed to do this? In the Shafi'i school of thought, you're not allowed, the Hanafis as well, they say this, you're not allowed to do it over three days. You can't do it over three days. Yani warranty cannot last longer than three days, according to the Shafi'is. Warranty cannot last longer than what? Three days. But the Hanbalis, what do they say? The Hanbalis, they say, you, it's unlimited. Go along as long as you can. And that's a deep issue between the scholars. But what is practiced by the Muslim Ummah today is the latter opinion. That is, the warranty is unlimited. Right? 
So, khiyar shart is you can place a condition. But these can, can you just place any condition? All right, these conditions have to be conditions that are within the laws and the regulations of Islam. All right, the laws and the regulations. Now, yani, this entire chapter, or this entire yani, uh, yani part or section of the book discusses al-buyur, transactions. All right, we can't go through all of them. There's many, many rules. All right, the conditions that are placed in that contract, they have to be according to Islamic law. Okay? So for example, can you place a condition saying, for example, putting warranty aside, can you place a condition saying uh, you have the right to return the products, all right, uh, and you add interest to it, for example. You add interest to it. Are you allowed to do this? No, you're not allowed to do this. So interest obviously is haram, as we have taken. All right, there are other things that are not allowed that we will come, inshallah, take in the future. So al-khiyar al-shart al-khiyar al are the two easiest khiyars. Now the story that we mentioned earlier goes into the third type. And that is here, وَإِذَا وُجِدَ بِالْمَبِيعِ If you find a problem with the product after you have signed the contract, are you allowed to return it even though there's no condition saying you're allowed to return it? Let's say there was no warranty. You have no warranty on that product. Can you return it even after you found a'ib in it? So going back to the story of the brother, he used it for almost two, three weeks. Then found a problem with the car. I think it had to do something with the engine or the transmission or something. I don't remember. But buying that new part costed half the, half the value of the car. Is he allowed to return or is he not allowed to return? Khiyarul Aib has a few conditions. All right, let's write this down. First one is that, all right, the buyer must not be aware of the deficiency in the product. So if this brother, for example, if he was aware there was a problem with the engine or transmission and could stop at any time, okay, he's not allowed to return. What are we talking about? Something you're unaware of. Something you're what? You're unaware of. That's one. Number two. As soon as you find the deficiency within the product, you have to return it. You cannot wait a day or two or three. Not even a second, unless they say they give, they give exceptions to like ضروريات, necessities, like work, you know, and, and school. And, you know, things you cannot miss, appointments. But other than that, you have to, the first chance you have, you have to return it right away. If you say, if you stay for one hour, two hours, and you don't return it, halas, you're not allowed to return it. Okay? Who will determine that? How will the judge determine that? Alright? There has to be some evidences, right? Alright, the origin is that he returns it right away. But if evidence is found that he did not return it right away, for example, the engine stopped on a Saturday and he reported it on a, on a Tuesday. It's obvious. Allah, you're not allowed to return it. Three days you didn't report it. What were you doing for three days? You have to report it right away. It can't be a, it can't be a gap, even if it's just 10, 15 minutes. Right? It can't be a gap. Like the other day what happened with the car, right? The little place where you, you had to report it 
right away. Although that's a different, separate case. That's, that had to deal with insurance. But you have to, you have to afford the deficiency right away. All right. Number three. And that is, if the deficiency, all right, is legitimate, all right, and it meets the previous two conditions. When you go back to the buyer, you have one of two choices. Or to the seller, excuse me, you have one or two choices. All right, so in this case, he has one or two choices. Either he returns the car completely and it gets his money back. He can do that, he's allowed to do that. As he can do, terminate the entire contract. Give him my money back, here's your car. And the second option, right, is something called al-arsh. Al-arsh meaning that you look at the ayy within that product, the deficiency within that product, and you value it. You value it. You see the value of it in the market, and then you return the car and you receive the money for that value and then you fix the car in that way so for example we said it was about half the price the other the buyer the seller is supposed to give the buyer two thousand five hundred dollars to go fix the car all right or yeah they can you know they can they can they can get involved in a buyout right uh, he can return the car and he gives them 20 and he pays them 2500 or something all right so for example, you buy a phone, and two days later you find something wrong with the phone. Something doesn't work. The earphones doesn't work, for example. All right? Uh, you go back and you choose the second option. Or right, you look at the value of the phone with no earphones working. For example, I don't know nobody does that anymore. Everybody uses, you know, AirPods nowadays. But just for example, all right, let's say you lose $50 of value. The seller has to give him $50 so he can either go fix it or he can keep the phone in that way, however he likes. This is called, what is this called? Al-Arsh. Right, we were in Mecca the other day, and in the morning, came back. You know how the entire night, last 10 nights of Ramadan, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, bit, it's a bit hectic. There's no sleep. So everybody kind of just rests in the morning. You come back, I think it was around 8 a.m., parked the car, went up, and then after about an hour passes by, we hear some knocking on the room. Boom, boom, boom. And who's knocking? Right now at this time. The whole city is knocked out at this time. It's 9 a.m. Nobody's up. Even the streets are, are free. So everybody was up the entire night, and it was after an odd night too. So then I come out and he tells me somebody has hit your car. Come downstairs and a big truck hit the car. Alhamdulillah, the guy was an honest guy, he waited. All right, and there were some guys who knew my car, they came and they called me. So I come down and the car is, the entire right hand is busted. All right, the right, uh, you know, fender of the right of the car, the right side is busted, the entire thing. But you can, it's still driving. I mean, we exchanged assurances, all that. And then we went to somebody called Sheikh Al-Ma'aril. Sheikh Al-Ma'aril. Basically what he does is he goes and he sees the value of the car after the accident. All right, and he measures it. All right? He measures. 
I remember he gave us a handsome price. I mean, he gave us, he hooked it up for us. I think he gave us 4,000 extra reals. Like, it was like 4,000 reals, something like that. And the, it really costed 800. So the extra 3,200. But anyways, he said 4,000. Uh, the value of the car went down 4,000 reals, which is about a thousand something dollars. All right? That's an example of al-arsh. All right, although it doesn't come under al-khiyar, that's an example of al-arsh. When you look at the value of something before the deficiency and after the deficiency, you do calculate the math, whatever is remaining, the seller gives to the, to the buyer. Very simple. Or he has the choice to return a product right away and get his money. He has both choices. Does that take into account, like, let's just say, when you talk about deficiency, does that take into account labor costs or do you have to pay yourself? Like, if you were to fix it. Yes. Uh, you have to pay? Yeah. You no, know, the, the, the labor is included. Okay. Labor is obviously included. Okay. All right. Uh, the whole package. All right. You're not going to fix it yourself. You know. So, for in this example that I gave, uh, the reason why we went from 4,800, we kind of, you know, we use used products and uh, uh, we have connections to cheaper labor. There's a lot of things, but he, he, the way he estimated it is if you go by the market price. And you know how things are over there. Everything's negotiable. You can go high, you can go low. But in general, the value of the car, the car is determined by the judge. It's determined in court sessions. It's not determined by the buyer, neither is it determined by the seller. Why? Because if the buyer determines it, obviously he's going to go low. All right? And the seller determines it, obviously he's going to go high. So it has to go through court, court sessions. All right? So we have something called khiyar al-ayim, all right? There's another type of khiyar that the author did not mention. It's called khiyar al-ghaban. Khiyar al-ghaban, all right? Khiyar al-ghaban, it might have happened to some of those who went to Umrah, all right? Is when something is sold for a ridiculous price, way above the market price. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and we're talking about 10 to 20 fold, right? Like uh, one time, one person he could cut a ride from Mecca to Medina for 1,500 reals. And he could catch it for 50 reals. From 50 to 1,500, $400, what? And he was looking at the Uber or something. I don't know what he was looking at. He was 1,500 reals. I've never seen that. It's called Khiyar al-Ghaban. Khiyar al-Ghaban is when you're allowed to increase the price however you like. But if it gets too much to the point that you're fooling the person, that person is allowed to return his money. All right? Or he's allowed to at least pay the market price. Like we said, all of this is determined in court. It's not just something that the buyer and the seller determine on their own goes through a court process, okay? And you see how yeah, the rigorous, the court system in Islam was very rigorous early on. So the stuff never existed in different, in, in the other countries. Right? You only find this in Muslim countries. That is why a lot of people early on were, were willing to accept Islam. They're willing to accept Islam because they seen justice, all right? A lot of times, in many countries, there was oppression. But Islam, especially early on, there was justice. Right? So khiyar al-ghabin is when somebody, uh, you know, sells a product for something ridiculously above 
the market price. Now the question is, who determines what is considered ridiculous and what's not? Who determines that? The judge. For example, somebody complains. He says uh, it was fifteen hundred reals, and then later on I found out it was fifty reals. The judge he says this is khayal al-ghabn and this or this is not khayal al-ghabn. For example, if it's a fifty real ride and you go for two hundred to two fifty, all right. For example, that's not that's not crazy. That's still you know in a ball range. It's still manageable. All right. The judge has the right to say no. Uh, he has the right to make his money. You guys got into an agreement. Right? So you can, you as a buyer, you can increase the price as much as you like. Alright? Although it is recommended to be around the market price. Alright? But you increasing the price is allowed. But you can't increase it because the people that you've pulled, the, the people who are vulnerable and naive, you're not allowed. And that's why these people were given a chance called the Khiyar al Ghaban. Does that take into account uh, user error, or is it only the aid that uh, the seller has in the product? All right. And how do we determine? How do yeah. So it's pretty obvious that khiyar aid does not include something that you damage on your own. Now, you damage your own does not prove something. We're talking about something that comes damaged with the product. Mm-hmm. All right. So the first example that we gave. All right. Uh, the mechanic determined that this was not something that was developed over the last two weeks. Something that was going on for years. You understand? And this is when it just shut down. So something that came by product of the, of the, of the actual person and he damaged himself, then it does not go into it. We're talking about something that came damaged with the product. Alright? So we have khiyar we have khiyar majlis. We have khiyar al-shart. And we have khiyar al-ayb. And we have khiyar al-khiyar al-ghaban. Alright? There's another type of khiyar that is called khiyar al-tidlis. Alright? Khiyar al-tidlis. It's very similar to khiyar al-ghaban. Alright? Remember what tidlis means. Salaam alaikum. Tidlis means in mustalah. What does tidlis mean in mustalah? Remember Tadlis. Two types of tadlis. Tadlis is shiuch. We use a different name for the sheikh. What's the second type? We have to finish it off. Second type of tadlis. Tadlis is isnad. Tadlis of the chain of narration. When you make it seem like you heard, from the Shaykh, and you never really heard from the Shaykh. You know what I mean? The Dalis al Isnad is like one of you guys who picked up the Ijazah the other day of Shaykh Muhammad ibn Abdullah. You say, An Muhammad ibn Abdullah al-Sumari. You skip with the other Shaykh, you know? An Muhammad ibn Abdullah. You don't say, Haddathana, because obviously, Haddathana, you're a liar. But you say, An. An, you know, meaning. You've narrated from, and it's true, you narrated from, but you're making it seem like you got it from him directly. When in reality, there's a person between you and him. Alright? That's Mu'an'an. Mu'an'an is when you use the word an. Alright? We use the word an from somebody that you haven't, you haven't met. Alright? In Bayhuniya, he mentions that Mu'an'an is when you use an only. That is incorrect. 
It's one of the mistakes in the book of Baqoniyyat. Alright? Mu'an'an is when somebody uses an from a person he never he never actually met. That's called the Mu'an'an according to the Muhaddithi. What does that have to do with fiqh? Alright? Khiyar al-Tadlis right, is when you cheat the person. Alright? For example, alright, you tell him, I'm going to sell you a uh, an original iPhone, for example. And then later on, you find out that this iPhone, all right, is uh, what do they call it? Fake iPhone, right? Chinese. All right, Chinese, Chinese version, you know, bootleg version, right? In this case, is that person allowed to return the product? He said, "I'm gonna sell you an original iPhone." All right, ends up selling him. After a while, he finds out that it's <coughs> fake iPhone. Can he go and return it? Yes, he's allowed to return it. He has one of the two choices that we mentioned. Either he returns it in full and gets his money back, or he looks at the value of the Chinese iPhone on the market, and he looks at the original value of how much they agreed on, and he gets the rest of the money. And this is called what in Arabic? This is what is it called? Al-Arsh. All right? All right, it's bad to Al-Arsh. So this is called Khiyal Al-Tadlis. This happens frequently. Or this happens frequently. I remember one time, we are buying a, uh, a part of a car, and they give you a warranty for seven days. Anytime you see, they're giving you a seven-day warranty for a car. You know what that means? All right, that means uh, it's not going to work. It's not All right, seven days, 15 days, it's going to get busted. Something's going to happen, especially if it's a used product. They not. But see, they don't tell you that. Sometimes they don't tell you that. And there's no contract, all right? They just give it to you. They're like, it's good for three years. You come, use it, two weeks later, the thing is busted. He came back and he said, look, you told me three years and it's already gone. He's like, come on, man, you gotta know. Seven day warranty, come on, you gotta know the market. And then, and then, and then he's, gonna be, he's gonna use the, the, you know, the market game. Ask anybody, ask anybody, bro. Ask anybody. He goes and asks three, four random people. Look, it's stolen. This is Mutawati. He's going to tell you. Everybody knows this. This is called Khiyal Tadlis. This is not allowed. All right? Khiyal Tadlis. All right? Doing Tadlis is not allowed. Tadlis is a major sin. All right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not put barakah in a person's, uh, you know, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not put barakah in a person's uh, business. All right? Fain sadaqa. Right. The buyer and sellers, they're, they're saying uh, uh, they're truthful to each other. All right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put barakah in this transaction and in their business from both sides. But if they're lying to each other, because lying does not always come from the buyer, it could come from the, from the seller as well. Uh, it doesn't come always from the seller, but it could come also from the, from the buyer. Right? Go, it goes both ways. Inshallah, we'll stop there. This is what we plan for a short lesson today. And we will continue next week. Uh, in this fossil, he mentions at the end of this fossil an issue regarding uh, palm trees. Alright? And uh, something outside of the Bab al Khiyar, but it has a direct relationship with the Bab al Khiyar. Next week we will discuss an issue that we already started with, and that is a salam. Right?
who can remind me what a setup is, or has an idea of what a setup is. A setup. Buy something and you get it at a later date? Yeah, so like when, like if you buy dates and then you get them when they're, like when they keep them on the trees and stuff. All right, excellent. All right, that is called a setup. An example of modern day setup is what? Dropshipping. All right, dropshipping. All right, dropshipping allowed or not allowed? Allowed. Inshallah, it's allowed. Inshallah, it's allowed. All right, inshallah, we'll stop there. So, Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Barakatuh, Nabi, 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 Nabi,